Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Monday, July 12th edition of the podcast. That's right, podcast only. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And who? what a uh, what a fun weekend. You know, this has been all right. Like weekend after eight. Hey, check this out. I went to uh, went to Walmart yesterday. I was just going to grab some burgers. I was going to, you know, actually fire up the grill a little bit. Completely sold out of ground beef. You ever had that happen? Well, no, but that's because you went to Walmart. I got. I've never. I went to. I went to Kroger and I got ground beef. I went to Walmart because it's. Yeah, you know where I live. It's right down the street, and and typically. It's, but it's know, it's not like the city's out of ground beef. No, that just one store was out of ground beef because yes. Target also had it as well. Oh, I figured as much. I just didn't yeah. feel like going that far. It was a, I decided late in the afternoon, uh, and I was getting ready for UFC 264 and all this kind of stuff, and I was like, ah, you know what, I'm going to go grab some burgers and, and all this kind of stuff. Man, completely sold out. I think they had, they had two things. Uh, one was like a super expensive Angus uh, whatever, like steak burger kind of thing. That wasn't pre-made pat. It was just a big hunk of meat. And the other was like super lean ground beef. And both of them looked bad. And what I, it was just two left out of the entire thing. They they did not have steaks. They had nothing. I was like, this is absurd. That's so, strange. I'm sure they just probably got a truck that didn't come in. That's that's my guess. It, ha- it has to be a supplying issue. Because while, while the price of meat has gone through the roof, not that anybody on this show baby cares, um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think we have a shortage. I just think shit's going, getting more expensive because of whatever. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. That's what I think. So what? Uh, how, how did your weekend go? Everything go well? I mean, it's been fine. It's been fine. Had nothing, nothing big happened, nothing bad happened, but nothing great happened either. Just hung out the house and, not bad. you know, not bad. Very, I know, very uh, low key. You watched uh, you watched the Euro Finals, right? I, I watched the Euro Finals. I did. I did. I had uh, it my, on in my, the background. I've I've been doing all of our like uh, uh, college football preview stuff for mm-hmm. uh, for SBR, so I I didn't sit and you know watch it, but um, but I, you know I could see where people would get super into this. There were intense moments, and it felt like I mean because it's a final, if it, every 
every different kick of the ball felt like it was super important. Did it, did it come off like that to you, or was it just? Well, yeah, and I mean the fact that England's hosting, England hadn't won this thing in you know decades, and um, also the the you know they the fact that they scored two minutes and six seconds into the thing, and, and it looked like you know that was that was going to be a big deal, but kind of after that score, they they didn't have a whole lot of good shot attempts the rest of the game. Italy took forever to score, but yep. they kind of dominated the the match. I mean, they, you know, they had a lot of shots on goal. They had a lot of good looks that barely missed. I mean, it was a, it you know, it was intense, obviously. Um, you know, it wasn't ugly. All the go- goals scored mattered. It went into penalty kicks. And uh, the, the goalie for Italy just got the biggest balls in the world, made three stops. <laughs> you, just, you just never see a team go to – two out of five in penalty kicks. You just, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And and the fact that he stopped three of them were, were pretty amazing. One was, was missed. The guy got too cute. The other two were just dead-ass stops. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And and now, so Italy wins the Euros, and, yep. and, and we move on from the soccer world for a little while again, right? That's right. So That's right. Not, not too much going on with that. Um, let's go ahead and discuss i guess the the biggest news story of the weekend i mean aside from soccer i suppose uh mcgregor breaking his leg ufc 264 i bought the fight last night and i i think i got my money's worth i feel okay about it because you know i don't always buy it just for the headliner there were a lot of good fights last night uh greg greg hardy is a joke but uh tied to ivasa was fantastic drinking shoeies afterwards. I don't know if you've seen this guy. Uh, he pours beer into a shoe and drinks no, it. No, so like- I, I saw that. Listen, at the College World Series, I saw a Texas guy do this. I, I've seen it at Major League Baseball games a couple of times. I don't know when this became a thing. It's pretty gross. And I don't know, is this a thing where I'm almost 40, and so this all just looks like dumb shit to me? Or if I was 20, would I be doing this? I don't think at 20 I would ever be drinking a beer out of somebody's shoe because it, so he did it or my like, own shoe or or my own shoe right I, I wouldn't do but that much either. less nobody else's foot fungus and he drank them out of multiple people's things yes no this this was on the internet this made the way oh, yeah. I watched a lot of these fights afterwards by the way it's yeah. a beauty of 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 the internet oh, yeah. um and uh and, and I'll tell you I'll tell you the the best fight and the scariest guy in the world to me was a guy that got beat and he got beat bad. Oh, you talking and about the, uh, the guy the, that fought O'Malley? Chris, yeah, Chris Chris Mat- Maho- Matoi. Maho- I, I think so. It, it, so that was Matoa? only his that was only his second UFC fight ever. And he, he came in on eleven in days in eleven days notice. This guy O'Malley hit him about the head a hundred and eighty something times. It was so and, significant, strikes. and he never stopped coming yeah. forward. Uh, fight metric, I believe he it was like two hundred and fifty. Uh, significant strikes landed. I mean, it was it was a freaking record. He like, never stopped coming forward. They finally called the fight with thirty something seconds left, and I was pissed. And O'Malley, who was very uh, like admonishing of his opponent, was like, "Well, he's he's he better be glad they called it because in that last thirty seconds, I would have knocked. No, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. There's not a man alive that was knocking that guy out." Okay. Two, here, that, here's the numbers, by the way. Uh, 230 out of 318 significant strikes. That's a 72% clip. And no, he was but wailing. I, 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 I'm telling you, about 180 of those were direct face shots. Yes, yes. That's, it was insane. That's what I'm saying. And, and 
O'Malley hit him with all he had, and every punch O'Malley threw, O'Malley was going backwards, and Chris never stopped going forward. Oh, yeah. And I thought, I've never seen this. Looks like like something out of the Terminator. Like this is a guy that just keeps getting beat on, but he's the one going forward, and he never stopped talking shit. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, he was still I pointing lo- at I him. Love, I love that guy. I immediately went to like the internet and tried to like look him up. He's not on Twitter. Like, oh shit. Like, I I need this guy in my life. Oh yeah, my wife said the exact. My wife is not a UFC fan. You you know this, yeah. but. She watched that fight because I wanted her to watch Sugar Sean. And she said, who is this dude? I said, he's just a scrub. Like, they just signed him. He's just a a bum, and this dude is the toughest guy. (laughs) So here's the thing. I want to ask you this question. If we need to nix some of our other topics because we're actually going to spend more time, let's do that. I don't care. But let me tell you something. I, How do you know you have – like, that's not anything you can train, right? Like – what are the chances that somebody is able to take that much punishment to the face and head and still just continue to function as if nothing in his life has happened? Like, what are the chances that guy doesn't become an accountant and we don't know that he has this magic trick built in? Like, There's, he just happens to become a fighter, a dude that's impossible to knock out? It's Yeah, I think that's... I think that's the way it goes. Like, you only figure it out by getting punched in the face, right? So, do you remember the uh, the Gaethje-Tony uh, Ferguson fight from back yeah. in, like, October or whatever it was? Or, or whatever the thing. I guess it was last summer. Um, but that one, like, Gaethje punched him and punched him. And I'm talking haymakers. Like, yes, he put everything couldn't in. couldn't knock him out. Yes. Right. I mean, it just took for And I think they finally got a stoppage, like, late, late in the fifth round. Kind of like this one, like there's 30 just like this left. one, man. And, and there's, and I'm gonna tell you this: they shouldn't have, cut, they shouldn't have stopped it. This guy was, he had completely all. When the fight was over with, the guy that had been beat about the face looked more in his zen, more had had his faculties better than O'Malley. O'Malley was laying on the ground in exhaustion, and the oh, yeah. guy that had been beaten to death, his face looked like hamburger meat, but he a hundred percent looked more ready to fight. Well, so that guy, uh, Chris Motino. Motino, uh, that's he, it. I, he only yeah. hit seventy out of two hundred and eighteen total strikes, and very few uh, of those were 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 clean. Yeah. Also, um, so he hit thirty two percent. O'Malley hit two hundred thirty out of three hundred eighteen. Like I said, seventy two percent. I could see where O'Malley would be tired throwing three hundred eighteen strikes in a three round fight. But, um, but the man didn't get you getting hit by 300 strikes should also uh, 200 strikes should also make you tired and exhausted. Oh, absolutely. and not want to fight anymore. Um, so what what ended up happening here? Uh, head strikes. O'Malley hit 177 out of yeah, I, knew it was, I knew it was close to 180. Oh, I knew it was, it was close to 180. I, was, I just couldn't believe it. I was just like, this is yeah. insane. And, and only only two of those hits by O'Malley were in the clinch. 228 yep. of them were at distance, which is Ruthless. When O'Malley, O'Malley had like eleven inch reach on him, yeah, I mean, I mean it, it was, was not insignificant. It was, it was pretty massive. His his kicks, God, he could have kicked him, you know, and he did kick him without yeah. him being able to get within a foot and a half, two feet of him. I mean, he like it, it, it was it was a bananas fight, and that's that's one of the reasons why I bought it. Right, Sean O'Malley is not even like he's. I don't even think he's in the top fifteen of the UFC bantamweight rankings, but he's he's now what fourteen and one, I think. Um, yep. You know, he, he lost one fight due to an injury, and that's the only fight that he's he's knocked out basically everybody. I mean, he's, he puts on a show every time. He he and McGregor are the two that I wanted to watch. 
Like, that's that's 100% what it was. So, I was tuned in immediately, and then I watched the entire main card. Uh, after that, like, Irene Aldana, um, that was women, uh, women's bantamweight. Like, she she didn't get weight, um, but she still beat the crap out of this other girl, and I don't know. It's a, There's a whole thing going on with that, but that one wasn't super exciting to me. Uh, Tui Vasa knocking out Hardy was one thing. Gilbert Burns, it surprised me that Gilbert Burns was an underdog to Stephen Thompson. I actually made money on this one. I should have given this out as a pick the other day. Uh, but Burns, as an underdog to Wonder Boy, was ridiculous. That was free money. He was like plus 140 in this fight. Like, it, it was absolutely absurd. But it was a boring-ass fight. I've, I thought all the rest of the fights were boring. Yeah. I, I, I really did. Like, I, I I watched them on the internet. I went to YouTube. I went, whatever, after afterwards. And and I, I didn't find a single other fight entertaining until the McGregor Poirier yeah. fight. Yeah, and so so Burns and and Stephen Thompson like it was super boring. And Dana even comes out and talks about it because Burns is like he's the number two contender. Like, but he just got beat by Kamara Usman. Um, like he he had his title shot, but he was like the next best guy in that division. Wonder Boy is like thirty eight years old. Like he's he's my age, man. Like it, it, you know he's been around forever, and and he hung in there. But man, it that that was. Like, think about this. The O'Malley fight. O'Malley hit 230 significant strikes. Burns won a a three-round fight, unanimous decision, and only had 29 strikes. I mean, that's that's how crazy it is. He had three takedowns in this, and it's that constant, like, I hate fighters that do this. And everybody in the in the arena was booing at this. But he, he leaned on him, on yep. the cage, like, for yep. the majority of the fight. And it's so boring. Like, I yep. cannot stand that stuff. So, all right, so the biggest thing of the night was McGregor and Poirier, and, man, this was a vile, ruthless, like, you could tell that there was animosity in this fight, like, for whatever reason. And I could not believe the arena, like, almost the entire arena was booing Dustin Poirier. Well, yeah, they're all they're all little Conor puppets. Man, so, I, you know me. I've watched Conor McGregor for a long time. I've been a fan of Conor McGregor's for a long time. I made it clear before the fight, on our Friday show, we recorded Thursday. I, I made it abundantly clear. I'm done. I'm done yeah. with this guy. I was done with him after the last fight. I think he's a fraud. I think he has made a lot of money, and now he does this for a job. He's a sideshow. He cares about the money. He doesn't actually want to be a fighter anymore. He he would rather dance. He would rather care about the flash. He talks a lot of shit, but he doesn't actually fight. And in a sport where 90% of the action and fighting because it's one individual versus one individual. So much of it is surrounded upon gambling. If you're not going to go into that arena, whatever it is and give your all, and you're just going to fuck around, then, then, then I got nothing for you. I don't care if you're likable, if you're an asshole, whatever you have to go out there and actually try. I've seen Connor too many times go out there and just fuck around. And some of these guys, because he's such a good fighter, he's such a good striker that it didn't matter and he could yeah. still beat them. But, but that those days are done when he fights guys that are equal to him or better than him. And, and I'm done. I'm just, I'm done. People bet on him. People follow him. People worship his brand. And you know what? I, I think he's incredibly fake. I, I don't, I don't see him as this tough, you know, come from nothing Irishman who's made it to the top and, and, and something to be honored and, and, and remembered in a positive light anymore. Yeah. I see him as somebody who got rich, likes being rich, likes being a superstar and that's it. 
he's no longer a great fighter, but I don't care about your brand. I don't care about all the bullshit. I want to watch you fight. Well, now I'm done watching you fight. You've, you've lost four out of the last five fights. Some of them you've gotten beat pretty good. This one right here, you, you know, 80% of fighters that fight in the UFC, if they get somebody in the guillotine, the way he got Poirier in the guillotine, like, it's over. Those guys don't get out. Okay. Well, Connor is so shitty on the ground that it was no question that, that Poirier was going to get out. Well, yeah, Poirier he was, he got was out. Get out because it, and then once they're on the ground, Poirier's belt. just, that's where Poirier is going to dominate yeah. him and destroy him. Oh, it was, it was a bad, uh, the strategy I think was bad from the beginning. I think he thought he was going to surprise him with some of that. Um, but where he took him down uh, for the guillotine was, was terrible. Like it was just a bad strategy from the get-go. That's because he's I, not smart. He's not a good... All he can do is throw punches and kicks. Yeah. And those things, he is a great striker. Yes. Great striker. Yes. Outside of that, but that's not what the UFC is. That's just not it. You want to go join a kickboxing club? Go join a kickboxing club. But if they can grab you, then then if anybody can grab you worth a damn at your age now, they're just going to... They're going to have their way with you unless they're just significantly worse than you. So here, here is my my rebuttal to this, right? So we we can talk about McGregor. We're tired of him losing, et cetera, et cetera. But if you look at his... So November 2016, I was over at your house, and we watched him win his second... The uh, double belt. Yeah, the double belt, right? And he, he beat Eddie Alvarez, and he was amazing. But then he goes the next summer and fights Floyd Mayweather, and then he comes back October 2018. He doesn't fight for two years in MMA, they take away his double belts, and he goes back and he fights Habib, right? And you lose to Habib, okay, because nobody has ever beaten Habib, right? Okay. So then he comes back out and he beats Cowboy Cerrone in like 40 seconds, but yep. Cerrone was a shell of himself at that point. He's That's lost right. like six That's right. He fought, he fought Cowboy at a time where Cowboy just couldn't fight in that yes. fight. So that was January of 2020, and then January of this year, he fights Dustin Poirier, who I believe is the guy that's going to hold the belt when this is all said and done. Like, Charles yeah, Oliveira is the guy. I think Dustin Poirier is the best lightweight in the world. I do, too. McGregor didn't come up in lightweight. The only lightweight fight he ever had before this was beating Eddie Alvarez, who was a champion, was good, but it, he was he was a featherweight. Like, McGregor was always a, he was a 145 guy, and now he's moved up to 155, and he thinks that he can go toe-to-toe with these dudes that, that have been fighting... 10 pounds heavier than him forever. I think he I think it's terrible matchups and a terrible decision by him. Like don't get me wrong, he's making oodles of money. But, but I think on, Gary, you got to be able to go All of and these beat things somebody. that you're saying that are I, I don't know justifications, excuses, whatever. Those are they're all by his choice. Yes. He chose to take the 100 million dollar payday of Floyd Mayweather instead of dominating his sport. He chose money over greatness. And therefore, that was his decision, not my decision. So I have no qualms about taking away his greatness in my eyes. Yeah, no, 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 no I, I'm okay with it. I, I I don't don't get me wrong. I don't think he's I don't think he's great. I think he's a fantastic showman. 
And I do enjoy but watching But I'm done with fight. the show. If you're not going to be great, you can't be a good showman. It's, you can't yeah. be a showman and get your ass kicked all the time. No one wants to hear a loser talk shit, Gary. No, now I you agree just with sound that. like a loser. When he lost the last fight and immediately came out and made all these excuses about, oh, well, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And I, you know, I wasn't really trying. And I said, no, 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 no. Nobody wants to hear. You know, you know what losers do? Losers make excuses. Yes. And that's what Connor's become. He's become a whiny baby who makes excuses. Excuses. But Poirier, for sure, like it, to think that Poirier was ever going to just roll over in that first fight is ridiculous because Poirier doesn't roll over. It, when no, it became, no, when, he's so, one of the best fighters in the world. You no. remember, you remember when this fight first was announced? It was a McGregor Poirier exhibition fight that was going to go on in Ireland, and it was just a simple. It wasn't UFC sanctioned. It wasn't sanctioned by anybody. It was just them doing like four rounds or whatever it was and and they were going to do their own pay-per-view and all of the money or a good a big portion i think it was like 75 percent of the money was going to go to the good fight foundation and it was yep. like this whole thing and dana white said whoa 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 whoa! i got two of my top guys like two of my top draws doing a, an event outside of ufc like you guys have lost your mind if you're going to fight yep. you're going to do it here and then you can do whatever you want to with your purse i don't care but if if you're doing anything, it's going to be in UFC. Yeah, if you're under my contract, you have to you have to work yeah. under my facilities. And I, and I totally get that. But as oh soon hell as yeah, it, I would too. I wouldn't allow him to go yeah. outside of there. As soon as it became an actual UFC fight, remember Dustin has never won a belt. That's his goal. He has stated it for years. He is not going to take a loss to McGregor. That's going to move him back down the lane. The only title fight that he has gotten, remember, it, outside of Bones Jones and George St Pierre. He is now the third quickest guy to get the 20 UFC wins out of everybody. 20 UFC wins. He was not going to roll over. Like, to think, for, for Conor McGregor to think that he was doing Poirier a favor, like, this dude is lethal. Like, but I mean, it's because, ridiculous. But hang on. Once, all of these are negatives for Conor. Yes, I know. I know what I'm but saying. But why is, do people still love it? Why do you still say that he's a great showman when he's just an ass? I at some point in time it stops being a show and you're just a dick. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with that because, because we crossed that fight, we crossed that level now, oh, yeah. and it, it's been crossed for a while. But if you could win, then you could back up some of this shit talking, and that's different. But now there's no backing it. He's just a dick, and and he's resorting to to childhood bully type things, which is if I can't beat you, I'll just make fun of you. And I've got a mob of fans, twenty year old drunken Irishmen that'll do anything that I want them to do, and I'll just sick my mob on you. Yeah, and that's that's what bullies do. That's what losers do, and that's, that's what it, he's become. It, it, he's become kinda, a fucking loser. It's kind of it, it, not to say that. The barstool guys are losers, but it, it's kind of like that internet mentality that that barstool uses. Like if somebody talks shit about barstool, it, they immediately sick everybody on whoever it is, right? Yeah, like, but the difference is now you're trying to compare a media company to a fighter. Well, but the it, it's it's basically um, uh, El Presidente, um, Portnoy. It's basically, but like when Portnoy does something like that, he like calls out all of his million whatever followers. And they attack. But it's usually when he's been falsely accused of something or yeah. like in the wrong. I don't know that I've ever seen him do this when like he's been legitimately criticized. Like I, he, he owns to. his criticisms pretty well. Not that I, I'm a Portnoy defender. No, I he like certainly Dave. does now. He didn't. He didn't used to. He used to do the well, same I stuff. I, I could. I couldn't speak to anything he did 
more than five years ago. Okay. From the last five yeah. years, I've, I've paid pretty close attention to, to, to Barstool, but, but I'm just telling you, like I've seen him send folks after like his guys after folks before and a hundred percent of those situations, I think Dave was in the right. And, yeah. and it, it's, we live in a world where if you scream the loudest, you're, you're, you're heard the best and you're seen as right. Well, he couldn't allow himself to be, you know, to be seen as wrong or, or yeah. in the, in the negative in something that he didn't do. And so he sends his, his army after him. This is not it for Connor. Connor, Connor crosses lines. Connor has no filter. Connor does anything he can to get edges because Connor can't beat him standing straight up. Yeah. He just can't. No, I, I tend to agree with you. But I think um, that's the move of a bitch. That's, that's yeah. the, I, I use harsh language when talking about him because I went from loving this guy to having the veil ripped off of my eyes and realizing he's a fraud, man. Oh, he's yeah. just a showman. He's just a sideshow. That's all he is. He's no different than a bullshit car salesman. That's it. What do you think about UFC's decision to actually do a post-fight interview with him in the octagon when he's sitting there with a broken shin? Well, I mean, they do that to every main fight. I've never seen them not interview both fighters after the main event. I've never seen them interview somebody that just had, like, a gruesome injury. Well, yeah, but he was just laying there, and they were waiting on the splint to get in, so why not get the interview in? I mean, every loser of the main event, as long as that guy's not unconscious and, and still in the ring, they've always interviewed. So yeah. that's nothing new. He just – that's the first time the guy stayed on the ground because he couldn't stand up. Yeah. Now it it was it was interesting. I I thought I thought it was in poor taste. I mean, they, One, they it, always it was definitely poor taste by Connor. Listen, that ain't on Rogan and that ain't on UFC. Connor no. owns the things that Connor says. There's Agreed. nothing in poor taste about it. The, the, the all the stuff that McGregor said was uh, absurd and outlandish, and it's exactly what you would expect from him. But my God, it was so like just accept your loss and. You know, just to say, hey, I made some mistakes, and I mean, but, he won't, but he won't do that. But he he won't, did he used to do those things. He yeah. used to walk across the ring when he got beat or got caught and shake the man's hand, even though he talked all this cold shit about folks. He used to do that, and now, now he's just gone off the deep end. Yeah. Now he's just, now he's just a sideshow, and I think he knows it. And I think the second he ever shakes another person's hand and shows any real respect, every everyone around he he loses his sideshowness. He yeah. he loses his you know whatever the, the cowboy Cerrone thing right like he, it, yeah he call he calls himself the notorious but but you made yourself a bad guy yeah. like I nobody, mean, it, nobody it, it did is, that it is certainly a hill turn at this point like he, he's always been a villain but he was always a lovable villain and now I mean it's a it's yes. a whole there's a thing. there's a big difference between who he's been for the last six months and who he was six months before that to the last three to four years before that yeah a big difference so do you think, uh, do you think he's done? Like, do you think? I mean, Dana White came out and said that they are going to do Poirier McGregor four. I, if I was Poirier, I'm, I'm not fighting him again until I have the belt. That, well, no, that's that's the thing. Like Poirier's next fight is for the belt. Like he's fighting that's Charles right. Oliveira. That's, that's right. One. It, it should I, be like I would like to move on from Connor. I've beaten him two out of three times, and and you know, I I, I, I the the two times I beat him, I beat him pretty handily. I, I would I would like if I was him, I would I would not give him a fourth fight unless unless we're doing equal billing. In this fight, Poirier got like eight hundred thousand dollars and Connor got like three million dollars. Nope. 
Connor wants a fourth chance, and this time maybe a shot at the belt if I have the belt then, then then I get the three mil. And Connor, if you're a real fighter, you'll fight for the 850K. Yeah. No, I, I will tell you this. I, Connor won't do that. If, Connor if, won't do that because Connor only fights for the money now. He doesn't fight because he loves fighting anymore. I, if I'm if I'm McGregor, and, and if I'm UFC, if I'm wanting numbers, if I'm wanting, you know, whatever, I, I bring McGregor back. And, you know, there was talk of, like, the Diaz uh, trilogy and all that. Yep. Like, I, I wouldn't do that because Diaz is at 170. Like, I don't take McGregor That's right. I was to just about to say, you'd make Diaz like, come down a lot. That's tough. Yeah, and, and Diaz is not going to come down to 155. Like, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to have McGregor go up to 170 again. And it's I, I think that thing is done. I think Diaz and McGregor is done. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, like, there's a lot of interesting matchups that you could do here. But, man, I think, I think you want to see what you still got with Tony Ferguson. And you want to see what you still got with Conor McGregor, right? Because we at this point, we don't know what McGregor is. Like, I think Ferguson has lost three straight, but he's lost to uh, Gaethje, Darius, and Oliveira. And McGregor. Like, three of the top four guys. Yeah. The champion, uh, the guy that's about to fight for the or uh, whoever. Like, he, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to do with, with Ferguson, I guess. So, like, I think I would get McGregor back and have him fight Ferguson. Um but I, but I don't know. I know that there was like some, uh, there was some kind of beef going on between Rafael dos Anjos and McGregor, and like that could be interesting, I guess. But like nobody cares about Rafael dos Anjos. Like he's had forty three UFC fights, and and he doesn't draw. So like, why would you do that? But Tony Ferguson, it, like El Kukui is somebody that people give a damn about. So that could be an interesting one. But I, I think the biggest thing to look forward to now is is Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier, and and we'll get that probably in December. So outside of that, uh, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I almost wonder if McGregor should just retire from UFC and and move into boxing. Like I know that he's still under contract with UFC, so I don't know how that would all work. But if you want to stand up and strike, go to boxing. Like you can sell. Like, you see what the the Paul brothers are doing. I mean, they are pulling in stupid money. If people still want to watch McGregor, like they'll watch him box. Like, I think I'm just kind of. He can do exactly what they're doing. He can handpick a bunch of bullshit opponents and and, and just beat everybody. Yes. Like, I think think that's what he needs to do. He'll never fight a a real fighter in in doing that ever. Yeah. Because he'll get to handpick his opponents. I I tend to agree. Like, he was talking about the the Manny Pacquiao boxing match and whatnot. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's just, it's so so frustrating. Like, because, you know, you and I both have been McGregor guys for a while. Yeah. And watching it last night, it was just. Well, I was. was so I feel. Disappointing. I, it's one of those vindications where I felt very right afterwards that that I was public and open about. I'm done with this guy. I'm done with him. I'm out on him. I don't want anything to do with him anymore. And 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 I'm gone. And yeah. then we saw what we saw last night. And then we saw him act the way he acted last night. And I felt this is this is why. This yeah. is why. I got to get off this train before this happened because because he's just a piece of shit. And, you know, like I said, I don't think he'll ever fight anybody unless he's going to get a ton of money anymore because he's only fighting for money. And if you say, oh, well, all these guys are only fight for money. Yeah, but it didn't. he didn't used to be that way, and he's made a just metric shit ton of money. Well, for him, okay? it, it was always about, like, for him, it was the belt when he was coming up. 
He wanted yes, that belt. It mattered then. But yes. now he knows he's so far from belts, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, like the belts do not matter. I, I'll, I'll there, there's, zero time, there's zero chance that he could fight for another belt unless he gets another fight with Poirier and Poirier has the belt when they I, fight. I think he has to beat somebody first. I think that's why you do the Ferguson fight. Like, I think that's why you do Tony Ferguson and, and Conor McGregor. Because I think McGregor has to have a win before... And and maybe maybe not maybe this is just Dana's golden boy and he'll just let him do whatever he wants to do because I, I think Corey I do is think Dana's sick of him but I also think Dana likes money so oh a hundred percent because my God that fight last night did like one point eight million pay per views it's the second highest pay per view buy rate of any UFC fight like McGregor and Habib was number one at two point four this one was second at one point eight I mean it's it's absurd the the amount of people that he can get interested in in a fight like that where it, he, he was not the favorite. Like, he wasn't the favorite going in. It, and it's, I mean, I think it's the first time that he hadn't been the favorite outside of the Habib fight. But, I mean, it, it, it blew my mind watching it last night. It just blew my mind. So, I, I know, I will say this. Do you, do you think like, they're going to ever illegalize those kicks? So, I, I saw a few things about it last night, and they are discussing Because Dana was it. asked about it. I think it's possible. Because like, this is not the first time by any stretch. I mean, oh, we're no. talking, you and I have watched several of these events where somebody broke their foot on the kick. Yeah, it's, uh, and this, so they broke like, their leg on the yeah, kick. This, so this one, I don't know if it was, they still don't know if it was a, a fracture from like one on, of those yeah, kicks. on the kick and or then, if it was whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then he put his, uh, it, he put when too he much pressure on it when he stepped back from that punch. Um, yep. I, I mean, I think if, if I'm UFC, like I might would. But I mean, it takes a whole element out of the out of fighting. Like, there's a lot of guys that would need to not fight for a while and and, retrain. and reorganize. Yeah, retrain and, and there's a lot of the Muay Thai guys that would be destroyed by every jujitsu jujitsu or a wrestler out there if you took the kicking away from them. Yeah, I I don't know. I, you're I don't taking know all kicks, obviously. What? Uh, tell me, how would you feel about it? Like, I, I don't. I would. I, don't, I, would, I think. I, it, it wouldn't bother me to take him out, it, you know, just because you just have to make sure the guys that, that utilize that as a, as a weapon, as a tool for fighting, that they don't have a fight scheduled in the next two months. Like they have yeah. to have significant amounts of time to retrain um, because you just took a major tool away, but you're not talking, taking all kicks, obviously. Yeah. I mean, not, not all kicks, just, I, I it's do just wonder. a leg kicks. Yeah. It's, it's strange. It's a, it's really, really strange. I'm not sure exactly what to do with it. But either way... Uh, so, I, if they're going to do that, I want them to take the damn foot stomp off as well. Oh, God, yes. That's, like, those are those are the two things that I want gone. I, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, I want them to put, like, a time limit for how long you can lean on somebody on the cage. Like yep, I, I, would I would love for them to do more about separating guys and, and, and keeping a fight going and interesting. There's, I don't know. I don't know I necessarily change. how to do that, and I don't know the right answer to that because I'm not in that world as deep as some of these other guys. But if he wants, if Dana wants to continue to grow this sport, he has to find ways. I mean, just like baseball, you got to keep the you got to keep the game moving. Yes. You know, you, you just can't have nine men. You know, nine men in at bats. You, you can't let them lean up against a cage for you know three and a half of the five minutes. It just yes. can't happen. I mean, it's just just ridiculous. Now, if they're on the ground, if they're doing ground and pound, kind of like Poirier and McGregor were doing, like there's action. But that's there. not that's different. Like, that's, that's, action. that's yeah, it's completely different. It's not leaning against the cage. Like it's not leaning no, on somebody. That usually so. happens with heavyweights. The bigger guys do it because they get winded faster. Oh yeah, uh, but but we also saw it with uh, with Gilbert Burns last night. That that's it, 
it's so yeah, but Burns is a huge guy. Per- but I mean, he's a he's a big guy, but he's not a heavyweight. Like he's he's no, the next but he's, class he's still up. a huge guy. Yeah, he's he's the next. Like class he's up, not uh, he's not lean. Wonder Boy is like a third of the size of him, skinny wise. Yeah, no, I, I guess yeah, you're like, right. I mean, they, like they weigh the same. Burns, but as far Burns as, is a thick, thick piece of meat. Yes, he is. Yes, no, he is. No. So that, that there's no doubt that guy has no endurance at all. He's just cock strong. A hundred percent. 100%. Hey, uh, speaking of Cockstrong, uh, I did not bring this up uh, to you before uh, we started recording, but uh, the Fury and Wilder 3 fight is postponed. You know, it's supposed to be July 24th, and there wasn't yeah. a whole lot of hype with it anyway right now for whatever reason. Um, it might have just been because Fury absolutely destroyed him that last time, and everybody had kind of turned their sights towards Fury and Joshua. Yeah. Uh, but now, like, that thing's been postponed because Fury and basically his entire camp tested positive for COVID. So yeah. they are, like, quarantining for two weeks, which is is going to go right up to the date. Like, they're pushing it back. And now they're looking at uh, possibly October because they want to get past, like, the Pacquiao-Errol-Spence fight in August. They want to let, like, the NFL and college football get going a little bit so that they don't lose out on viewership for that. Correct. I, I don't know when you do this fight. I have no idea. I mean, like, October's fine. Like, you're not competing with the NFL, and you're not competing with college football to do this yeah. on a Saturday, okay? Because these fights never kick off. I mean, the only thing going is Pac-12 after dark at this time. Yeah. yeah. I and think, every I think right. sports bar in America and every casino in America and sports book in America is all going to have both on. Yeah, I think you're right. So you're going to lose zero viewerships, and 80% of people that are going to watch this fight have no problems turning Pac-12 after dark off for, you know, an hour or two. It's a game that's going to go four hours long. The, yeah. the fight ain't going to last that long. No, I think I think you're probably So, so right I don't think – now, I, I agree with not maybe not wanting to do it immediately. And then also you want to give him time to see how COVID affects him because we saw, you know, guys like Cam Newton, Miles Garrett last year, a couple of guys got COVID – and then coming back from it, it took them several months for them to ever feel like themselves again. Yeah. So we got to see exactly Because it does with, affect with your theory. respiratory system. It does affect your lungs. And we have to make sure he's not going in there with his lungs all jacked up. Yeah. I mean, it, that, that would – my God. Could you imagine, like, if Wilder ends up winning that one, so now it's 1-1-1. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a yeah. split draw the first time. So now it's 1-1-1. One, 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 and – Wilder's got the belts again. I mean, oh, it, but Fury, in Fury, I'm going to tell you, everybody in the world believes Fury won the first fight. Okay. It, okay. A lot of people do, but, you know, Fury didn't get any knockdowns in that first fight. Well, like, Wilder hit, hit him with the best punch he's ever hit somebody with. Yeah. And Fury went down, and then Fury got up. Yep. It got up. And after nobody's eight ever gotten up from that. And I think him getting up and him finishing that fight and finishing as strong as he finished doesn't matter about the knockdown he 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 won that fight wilder hit him with his best shot and could not knock him out yeah i think uh i think you're right I, I think i'm gonna right. give i'm gonna give that lean to fury and then fury beat the hell out of him in the second fight oh yeah no, I mean, not, not even close, close. It's, it, i would a, like to see fury and joshua that was i'm another... ready for that because i feel like i know the be- like i don't need a three-round fight when i feel like i know who the better fighter is already yeah. like once i have it in my mind this guy's already the better fighter. I, it, it, I don't need to see it a third time. Yeah. We, we I talked don't care about McGregor. what the first two results are. I, we, I, I, it doesn't matter. We talked about McGregor uh, making excuses for losing. 
like Wilder did the exact same thing after that yep. second fight. You remember yep. my yep. my suit that I wore out to the ring was too heavy. I put uh, I put this huge garb on to wear out to the ring because it looked cool and and I it it made me too tired. It was too it's yes. too heavy that walk out there. Yes, I I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. Let's so uh, let's kind of rapid fire through uh, some of these other topics here. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, okay. Kansas, what in, what in the world was Les Miles and, and Jeff Long doing and, and everybody else involved with that? Uh, apparently, Kansas uh, paid a player to shut up and go away after he started complaining about teammates that lived below him selling drugs uh threatening him they uh unscrewed his lug nuts on his car like he noticed his his tire was wobbly when he was driving around town like it, it became a huge dispute between teammates. they eventually like 12 of them with he alleges guns came into his apartment with his dad and like basically threatened their lives and the yeah. dad called 911 with the phone in the pocket and said nothing so they didn't know what was going on and the police just showed up yeah and like like yeah this is some hardcore shit this kid went through and and kansas paid him uh like basically kept him on scholarship yeah and let him let him let take him, internet classes yeah. and told him go back to west virginia where you came from and don't speak a word of this and we'll give you your free education and on top of that they paid uh his mileage to go back home and they, they paid, paid him a stipend, it, like, his stipend for the two years like, all it, so it ended up being like fifty thousand dollars of, nah, of fuck money. that gary yeah. i know but, but they're I, counting they're counting twenty two thousand dollars a year for the two years of online school is fifty thousand dollars i know that is that is a made-up bullshit number that you don't get to count that you gave him fifty thousand dollars to go away well he didn't have to pay for college those two years that he took online college no no that's a made-up number that costs the school zero dollars. I know where zero you're coming dollars. from. I know where you're coming from on that. I understand that. I'm saying, I refuse like, to count total, that and say the word. They paid him fifty thousand dollars. They gave this kid like four grand and shit. Yeah, basically, yes. Whatever like, the two years worth of stipend was and the mileage to go home. Basically, they they did not cut him a check for fifty grand. They cut him a check for four grand or whatever it was. Or whatever yeah. whatever the stipends and the mileage cost. Yep, that's what they gave him. Um, so like. This whole thing apparently 
like Les Miles and Jeff Long and some other representatives from Kansas basically sided with the players that threatened this kid that were doing all this stuff. And well, yeah, he was a walk on. Yeah, well, but no, no, no. He be he was a scholarship player at this point because he started as a well, walk on. Well, yeah, he started as a walk on. Yeah. Sorry, I and, and earned yes. a scholarship. And you know, his dad like they they were calling him uh, they called him racist, even though he had a a, a black roommate. Um, but they said he was racist because he had money, like because his dad has money, and his dad was telling those guys like he doesn't have money, like I've got money. Like, what are you talking about? It, it became this whole but thing. But having that, money doesn't make someone racist. Exactly. Like, I, I don't understand. It, the whole thing was crazy, but they they completely swept this under the rug. Yeah. And what I'm curious about, like, while while this is shocking and whatnot, it shouldn't be shocking because, it, you know, we, we've seen how bad the chemistry is with this program for a long, long time. So sure. we, we should have known stuff like this was happening. My question is, how many other programs go through this exact same kind of thing? Like, how many players just go how away? How many locker rooms are just complete cesspools? Yeah, I, I would be willing to bet it's... Well, it ain't, bet I'm going to tell you this. It's more than Kansas. It's more than one. I bet it's 50%. I would I would venture to say it's close to 50%. I would, maybe not all of them drug dealers and, and coming to a teammate's house threatening to kill him, like, for ratting on him kind of thing. But I'm going to bet you've got a lot of in-house altercations. Les Miles was, once again, gets a black eye on this thing. Um, was, oh, that was, was the other part I guess, about this. asked about, the, about it multiple times. He never met with the father, never yeah. met with the player. The players? Um, said that he would let them take care of it on the practice field. Yes. Which you've got 12 guys against one guy, and you're going to let them handle it on the field? No, like the, the other part of this. What in the hell are you like, doing, Les? Miles. Told, like once the once uh, the kids were reported for selling drugs or whatever, he told like he called the kids into his office and told them that they have to keep this hush. Like ha they have to, well, they have to I, stop he, being no, so I think, I think it is reported he told them to knock this off. At, I, it, maybe I don't think I don't think it was keep it quiet. I think he says he he reportedly told them to knock it off. That's, I'll have that's, to, listen, I'll have hang to on. That, that's not telling anybody to stop doing it, okay? That's not a punishment. That's not a reprimand. That's not a that, – listen, that's about as mild and as soft as you could get get away with something like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this whole thing is is bananas. Like, this is this is what I tell my kids when they're, when they're arguing over who's going to get the iPad charger, okay? Yeah, knock it off. Not when you're selling drugs out of your apartment and you're threatening the life of a, a fellow teammate. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Miles, according to Caperton and Jamie, offered a different solution. The players would settle their differences on the practice field, pitting them against each other head-on in full contact drills. Uh, 12 against one. I don't know how that works, Les. I'm not really sure how you pit them against one another. You just take, like, do they get to pick their champion and and, and he gets to fight them? Does he get to call one of them out or does he have to go against all 12? Uh, oh, here we go. The information was eventually funneled to uh, football coach Les Miles, like about uh, the, the selling drugs or whatever. Yeah. Um, and according to Caperton, uh, Miles told the players to, quote, watch themselves. Okay, yeah, watch themselves. Yeah. yeah, watch themselves. I mean, yeah. it it is like it, it this it, part of this story feels like just kicking a man when he's down, right? Like Miles yep. has already been through a whole bunch, but like, he brought it all on himself. Hang on, yeah, hang on. He's not a victim here. He's not no. a victim. No, let's, not let's at make all. that clear. This is my guy, but I'm willing to say he's not a victim. 
Now, this, this, this story. This is all shit he did on him, on his own. Yes. This story uh, just, I mean, it, it, but yes, it, it does lead to the questions of how many other programs go through a lot of this same stuff. I wonder, I, because they, they signed NSD, or uh, 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 no uh, non-disclosure agreements, NDAs. Um, so they signed these, and this kid signed it. I don't even know how, like, I'm sure that he finally just came you know, open. What with, are they going to do about the non-disclosure? Normally when you give them real money, okay, you owe that money back and they could legally come after you for it. Or are they going to take, take his degree? Okay. <laughs> you can, you can have my diploma all these years later. Sure. All right. Yeah, why not? Because thanks, thanks to you paying him through the company store and not getting somebody to actually cut him a check, a real check. All right. Now this non-disclosure agreement that he signed, you might as well just wipe your ass with it because it doesn't mean anything. No, you're right about that. You are correct. This is on them. This is on them. Get better attorneys and actually pay somebody something, and maybe they don't talk. Yeah. I mean, my God. I really want to know with- who the four kids are that are drug dealers. I'm very curious as to why they don't name them in this story. These guys are adults. They're breaking the law, and they made threats to this person's life, to him and his family. I, I'm very, very, very curious why the the Kansas Star protected their names. I agree. I, I wonder if it has to do with them still being students or what. Nah, but fuck I- that, man. When you're an adult. You're yeah. not a student. You're an adult in a legal situation. This is not a, well, they're kids because they're students. All right. If you go into somebody's property, go into somebody's private property on their in their apartment and you threaten them and their family to a point where they call 911 on you. No, 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 no. You don't get protection on, under. Well, they're just students. They're just kids. Nope. You've I wonder, lost that. Yeah, I do wonder if uh, if Caberton Humphrey actually requested that they not be named. Uh, like there's a chance. Themselves. There's a chance that he could be afraid of them still. Yeah. I mean, even all the way in West Virginia, like I could I could believe it. But uh, apparently this kid is uh like he and his girlfriend broke up uh, after this. Like he's gone through some serious anger management issues. Like all oh, kinds sure. of stuff. So he he's been doing therapy like twice a week. Like it's it's pretty ridiculous stuff. And I think I think they're about to open a lawsuit against Kansas for this. I think that's why well, this should. is becoming a story. I would I, I would absolutely go after some real money. Yes, this fake bullshit money that Kansas gave them. Yep. Monopoly money that you you created. Yep. Kansas money. And I think I think the reason why they signed it in the first place was just to get out of there, like just oh, yeah. to, just to leave. Like I'm done with this, and then we'll we'll bring it back up later. But that's right. It was uh it was pretty nuts. Uh, real quick, the uh, the Atlanta Falcons have terminated linebacker Barkevius Mingo as a contract. Uh, the charge for him now normally you don't see a cut like this. Uh, at this point, at this season. point in the season, usually yeah. you wait and you get into practices. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, this was uh, he was arrested Saturday in Texas on a charge of indecency with a child uh, sexual contact. Um, this was someone younger than 17 years of age. His lawyer or his attorney is stating that this was completely baseless and said that it was uh, they, they have limited information on their side because they don't actually know uh, everything that was alleged. But... He said, what we do know is these allegations are from over two years ago and are completely untrue. Mr. Mingo is the victim of a false claim, and we believe this is motivated by money or some other ulterior motive. Uh, He was released on $25,000 bond on uh, Friday. So I'm, you know, yes, this is, you know, ridiculous. If it is, 
by ridiculous, I mean on his side. Like, why would you ever have yourself in a position to be charged with something like this? But, you know, uh, if it was from two years ago, if if he's telling the truth and nothing actually happened and this is just a money grab, like, we've also seen those as well. So yeah. I, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know that I blame the Falcons for, you know— like I guess releasing him? No, I don't. I don't. I don't either. Mainly, mainly, this is a this is a situation where is the headache worth the you know the the pain in the ass that it is? Yeah. Mingo's bounced around from a couple of teams since he's been drafted. Hasn't really produced or, or been the player that that people had hoped he would be um, when he got drafted by the Browns. Um, and you know, if he was a superstar, we'd have a Sean Watson situation on yes. our hands. We're gonna we're gonna sideline you until we figure out what's happening because we have a very much a he says she said kind of thing, and we would like to find out the truth before we get rid of this generational talent. Yes. All right. But if you're kind of struggling to hold roster spots and you find yourself in this situation, that's just a shitty situation. And 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 if I'm the Falcons, I I probably want to move on to like, I don't want you wearing my uniform while you're going through this. And every time you go to court and every time your attorney, you know, shows up to defend you, you have the right to have all those defenses. I just don't want our company name to be involved in it. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, it's just the headline, not worth it. The headline says Atlanta Falcons Atlanta Falcon. linebacker. And, like, and in a couple of months, it won't. In a yes. couple of months, it will say Barkavius Mingo, yeah, former NFL, whatever, linebacker. whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, so maybe former NFL player, former LSU player. Like there are certain titles that'll stay with him forever, but but for the most part, like that's that's just not gonna stay on them. And and it seems shitty if it finds out that he didn't do anything wrong, but it's it's more a football decision than anything else. Yeah, I tend to agree. And I, I don't think that it's uh again, I don't think it's bad that the Falcons terminated him. I think it nope. is uh, smart on their part to get themselves out of this situation. Yeah, they need it. They need. I, I'm gonna bet they want to clean that locker room up, and they wanna they want to kind of have their own identity and any culture issues that they they see, they're probably just gonna move on from. And if they end up, you know, having a couple of you know light years because of lack of talent for trying to revitalize the culture there, then I think you as the owner and the front office that's new there, and then the coaching staff that's new there are all okay with that. I think so as well. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's talk some crazy stuff that happened over the weekend, or, or I guess maybe a couple of days before. First thing I do want to bring up: uh, the Scottish Open was uh, this weekend, and when was it on Friday? I guess it was that a spectator, yeah, fr- Friday, like stole Rory McIlroy's club out of his bag. And and this sounds like if you just read a headline, it sounds you know worse than it actually is. Oh, a, a spectator came up and stole his club and ran off with. No, that was that's not the case. The spectator came up, grabbed the head off the like the driver cover, took that off, looked at the driver, put that back on, picked up an iron, took it out of the bag, walked over a few steps, took a couple swings with the club, handed it back to the caddy. And then he was escorted off of the property by security guards. But like everybody watched him do this. Like John Rahm was standing there, there watching. There were like four guys standing yeah. there, all watched him doing it. <laughs> just don't, this guy walks up. I can't imagine how many how many cool snacks he had to have had to go up and just take a professional golfer's iron out of his bag, take a couple of swings. Like, oh yeah, it's a nice club. All right, cool. Hand it back to the caddy, and then just like, all right, I'm a bounce. Like, <laughs> I cannot believe that we actually watched this. It was John Rahm and Justin Thomas. 
and McElroy was watching, along with the caddies. Like, everybody's just standing there like, what is this guy doing? And I have no answer. Like, it, they haven't said anything about this guy. Like, he was just, you know, everybody laughed it off. Uh, they, the, the newspaper, uh, David Wilson, a member of the, of the nearby club there who posted the footage, uh, said the players laughed it off, saying they knew he wasn't a golfer when they saw his grip. Like, like, they just completely laughed it off. But I can't imagine what it would be like at, like, the Masters. Could you imagine this? I mean, there's no way. There's no way that this would actually happen uh, at any of the, you know, pristine courses here in the United States. I don't think they'd be able to get away with it because there's so many security guards. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I think I think there are plenty of security guards here, too. And these, That's what I'm saying. You know, like fans, I, fans are pretty close to players, you know, yeah. at these places. I think you could walk around. What it was, and I think there were security presence there. No one saw this guy as a threat. So, yeah. like, part of him, if he ran and grabbed it and ran off, I think nine security people would have tackled him to the ground. Yeah. Okay. But the issue was, is he stayed calm. He stayed cool. He just walked up like he said, listen, this is a, this is a situation where confidence and acting like you belong there matters. Yes. Okay. We've talked about that I've on gotten the show. into many places in my time, <laughs> just pretending that I'm supposed to be here, yes. that it's okay. When I was in the security business, I used to do this, by the way, all the time, we would be bidding on a contract to get this this is this is some shit I used to do. Okay, I used I was a lot crazier when I was younger. By the way, a lot a lot more. Okay, today there's no chance in hell I do this stuff. But but I kind of was fearless and I was really good at my job and my bosses liked me and I kind of felt a little untouchable. And so we'd be bidding on a contract to get a place or whatever, or or calling on a customer that wouldn't answer our call would be the biggest thing. We're all we're happy with our security, whatever. Um, and I didn't do any sales. My my salesperson handled all that, and yeah. they'd tell me, "Oh, we we can't get a meeting with them." It's like, oh. I'll have us a meeting next week. And they're like, well, how the hell are you going to, I just drive up there. And then I just walk right in these facilities. And then I would walk around and I would just like, it, it, we have here in Memphis area, we have nothing but warehouses. We don't make anything. There ain't factories or anything. And I just walk through line and like, just start taking stuff. And like, and then I would walk through the office. I'd walk straight up to the receptionist and I'd lay all the stuff that I just took from the aisles on her desk and be like, uh, is, is that the president or the, you know, whoever runs this place? She's like, yeah, do you have an appointment? And I was like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just here. And I'd like to talk to this guy. And she's like, how in the hell did you get through? And I was just like, here's my card. Your security sucks. Give me a call. And then I would just leave. <laughs> And, so and I'm certain, a hundred percent of the time, she saw me as insanely creepy. Okay, oh, there's yeah. no doubt that that lady was a hundred percent of the time afraid, and I made her feel uncomfortable. And I look back at that now and think how insane that was. But I was able to do those things because I just, I just acted like I, and I wasn't drunk, I wasn't high, I wasn't either. I just, no. I just act like I belonged. Well, that's I'm I used to do to be this here with and zero people questioned me ever. Yeah. No, it's, I, I used to do the same thing. When, so when I was in a band, I yeah. would go to other shows and and just walk around. Like, no laminates, no nothing. Just walk backstage, and nobody would ever question anything because I, I looked like I belonged. I, you know, whatever. And and we never had problems with anything. I mean, I was talking massive, massive shows, like arena shows. Just walk in the back gate, and, and they don't say anything. They just assume that you're part of it. Like, as long as you act like you belong there... 
then you're good to go. And and this yeah. guy walked up and, and, that, like and that's what I'm telling you. I fully believe that if he was to have ran up to that bag and snatched the club and taken off running, twelve Scottish police officers would have tackled him. Yeah, I'm talking guys we didn't know where security would have taken him down. Yes. All right. But the fact that he just walked up and he kind of he stood there for a second. And he looked at all the guys and he looked at the bag and they're all staring at him. And he just reached in to grab the club, tried to grab the driver, only got the head of the driver, the 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 little cover. Yeah. And then and then reached back in, grabbed an iron. That's easier to take out. Walked over and acted like he was gonna hit the 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 club hood, yeah. the club the cover. And then finally they were like, "Hey, you can't do that. Like you're not Give that back. what are you doing?" Like <laughs> and, he, and he came quietly. He didn't cause a ruckus. He no. take off running anything. Yeah, he just But it was fascinating. I, I will tell you that. I loved watching it. I'm certain it. he's probably in jail and I'm certain that uh, you know, hope the story was worth it. I yeah, I I'll tell you this. I know he'll get to tell that story for a long, long time. Long time. I, I always wonder, like, the guys that run on the field, like, streaking and stuff like that. I'm not talking about the weird, like, PETA protesters and people that do it to, like, for a cause. But just, like, dudes that want to, you know, pull the dick out and, and run naked onto a ball field. Um, do they do they regret it or do they, like, like five years later, are they glad they did it? I, I would say it's probably 50-50. Right, because I think there's some that don't put any thought into it, but I do think about half of them put thought into it. And hey, I'll be able to tell the story forever, and uh, people are going to remember me and all this kind of stuff. And and you never remember who it is because they never actually no. name the guys and they don't show them anymore, like not no. on TV. So, but you know, anyway, I just I was I'm always curious as to I would like like if I had real journalistic abilities and skill and resources, I I would. I would want to hunt these guys down and I would get like stories from hundreds of them, like five years removed or longer just to get an idea of. Hey, why, why'd you do that? Not just why you did it, but what was, what was jail like? Like, did you get yeah. your ass kicked by the security officers? Were they nice to you? Like what? I want to what know your experience? story yeah. from the time before you jumped out to the time you've taken away. And then all these years later, do you tell this story in shame? Do you tell it with pride? Um, you know, do you laugh at yourself about it? Do you hate yourself about it? Like, I just want to know how they feel now after the fact. And has it affected your life in any way at all? Yeah, I would be very curious. I'd be very curious to know about this. Um, let's talk about a couple of uh, crazy stories to close us out here. Um, we'll start with this one. Michigan. This is Norton Shores, Michigan. This man made a striking discovery under his house when he went to demolish his back stairs. What would you, like, what's the first thing that you think about when you hear somebody found a discovery, like, under their house or whatever? Oh, well, it's, it's got to be a skeleton of some kind. Actually, no. Uh, this is 160 antique bowling balls were found. Apparently, he like found... Like, like Egyptian antique bowling balls no, or like, 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 like uh, from the 20s antique bowling from, balls? From like, uh, from apparently from like the 1960s. This, is, this isn't like super okay. antique, right? But okay. 160 bowling balls, uh, that, that's a little strange uh, to me. So he said, uh, I was actually a little happy about it because it's a little easier to roll bowling balls out of the way than to move sand and figure out where to put all that. He told the Detroit uh, Free Press. Uh, he thinks that there are even more buried under his home. 
besides the 160 that he's already found, he contacted the maker of the balls. It was Brunswick Bowling Products, right? So you've, you've been to Brunswick uh, Bowling Lanes, right? Um, they had a plant in the area, said they were made in the 1950s. Uh, former employees contacted him, told him the workers used to take scrapped bowling balls to use as an alternative to gravel or sand. Well, yeah, it's filler. It's it's basically it's basically filler. I have to fill the 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 you know the area after you pour the footings and stuff backfill it with dirt or sand or gravel or something you know before you put a slab or build a foundation on top of it and well if i have all these balls then that's way less um sand uh, concrete or sand or, or yeah. gravel that i gotta buy or dirt so it said brunswick shut down the plant in 2006 uh olson said many of the balls aren't in good shape they don't even have finger holes they aren't polished all that kind of stuff but uh, he donated some. They plan to give some to the Muskegon Heritage Museum. And then he said he's going to use the rest for landscaping and making sculptures, et cetera. So, I- so, <laughs> I'm, 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 so this is where – so I, I'm sure people did this. And because they told him they did this, it's not worth it. I, the first thing I would be doing is sawing into these balls. Okay, so so explain why. Because it's, I would be assuming that the people that did this were like drug kingpins, and inside of these balls is either like sixty-year-old cocaine or money or, or a shitload of money. Yeah, like yeah, I could I could see that. I could see that. That's that's what I would be doing. But that's where my criminal <laughs> mind immediately goes. Is is oh. These aren't bowling balls. There's a reason they don't have finger holes drilling them because those things are full of Colombian bam bam. Right? Colombian bam bam. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can I give it that. There is no doubt I would be sawing into some balls <laughs> and maybe after cutting open about 25 to 30 and them all just being bowling balls, I'd probably stop. Yeah. At that point, it's like, mm, okay. Like, but, there, there's nothing but here. I'm, I'm not calling a soul until you until start I've drilling. cut into a good portion of them. That's it. What, what would you use to cut, like, just to drill, you think? Or probably, oh, like, yeah, well, the or? first thing you would probably do is just start, dr- yeah, you just get, I mean, the same thing they drill finger holes in. Yeah. You just drill, you just get a drill and start drilling, but you go slow. Because oh, if you yeah. start hitting dollar bills, you don't want to keep drilling no more. <laughs> You're 100% right about that. 100% right. All right, and finally, last story that I wanted to bring up. Do you know where the largest mall in Louisiana is? The largest mall in Louisiana? Yes. I'm going to guess it's not in Baton Rouge or New Orleans because those would be Baton too Rouge. easy. It is the Mall of Louisiana in okay, Baton Rouge. Okay, so it is the Mall in Baton Rouge. Yes. Okay, I, would, I was assuming that you were going to tell me some podunk Paris I've never heard of before. So I, I, this has been multiple days now at this point. Authorities say that they have been searching for a 12-foot python. Oh, hell no. <laughs> that escaped from its enclosure Inside. Look, I don't do snakes, man. I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> Inside of the Mall of Louisiana. he's no. So Kara, a yellow and white Burmese python, slithered out Kara. of its enclosure. He gave his bitch a name? Yes, yes. It's at the Blue Zoo in the Mall of Louisiana in Baton Rouge. This was on Tuesday. They still hadn't found this thing yet. Uh, no. She was still on the loose. Um, Are we it, certain it's in the mall? Uh, well, it, I mean, it, the, the zoo, like the Blue Zoo is in the mall. Uh, but we don't, I mean, maybe that thing is slid out. I'm sure that somebody would have noticed it if it, like, just slid out. This is a get all the animals and other people out, and you just set it on fire. You just burn this bitch to the ground. Yes. And so this is what they said. The uh, whole mall. The largest mall in the state of Louisiana. You just turn it to rubble. Just burn it. Uh, it said, while we've created a very secure home for Kara, our Burmese python, 
She has slithered out of her exhibit, the Blue Zoo said, or Blue Zoo said in a statement. Uh, Kara is a non-poisonous, friendly snake that enjoys her Bullshit. time interacting with guests during our snake, uh, snake education shows. Uh, it says pythons slowly squeeze their prey to death before swallowing them. Kara was described as very sweet by her handlers who released a photo of the animal. Who she would eat <laughs> the shit out of as soon as she could hold them in her, her, her stomach. Uh, it says that the uh, the search efforts continue, but the Mall of Louisiana remains open. Uh, there ain't no way you'd be hey, catching me. So let people mall. go into this mall with this damn thing on the loose? Yes. Gary, you could tell me there was a grizzly bear in there, and I'd probably be like, yeah, the chances of him wanting to eat me are probably slim, right? Yeah. Like, you know, this thing's used to eating salmon, so he's probably going to pick off a child before he goes after a grown man, right? 100%, yes. I, I, there's zero chance. Zero chance. I don't even. So we we go to the Memphis Zoo. We're zoo members, and we go to the zoo quite often. I, it it has been years, since years you've gone in the since we've gone journey. through the reptile house. Yeah. And and I won't do it. I just won't. If my kids want to go, knock yourselves out. I don't do it. I'm. There are very few things in this world that I'm afraid of. And when I tell you, I have an unhealthy. Un- irrational, a completely irrational fear of snakes. It is, it is not rational at all. I can't watch them on TV <laughs> when I'm scrolling through Twitter or Facebook and I see a video of just somebody with the snake in it. Like, like I immediately like, I, I've thrown my phone, and like my wife will come and find the video and like hide that person's stuff for a while. Like I, I, I can believe I'm that. That irrationally afraid of snakes. That's a, so I took uh, I took Lincoln, you know, my three year old, to the Petco in town the other day because we had to get you know stuff for our dog and whatever <laughs> else, and he wanted to look at some of the the little animals there. He decided that he wanted a pet spider, so he's like all about these tarantulas that are in there, and I cannot stand spiders. Yeah. I cannot no. do it. But he's like. Oh, it's furry. It's I'm like, no, it's not. It's a, a demon from hell. Like it's yeah. <laughs> like that's, no. But that's my, how you my, are with my youngest. My youngest asked me if 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 she likes snakes, would that hurt my feelings? And I said, it wouldn't just hurt my feelings. Like you're out of the family, okay? <laughs> like I could find out you were a serial killer, and I'd be like, yeah, but you're my little girl. Yeah. You 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 just enjoy snakes and want to like study them and work with them? No. Nope, no, out. you're you're done to me. You're done. Out of the will. <laughs> you are nothing. banished. <laughs> no more Disney trips to you ever again. No. I love no. it. I love it. Oh, oh no, that's the one thing oh, I can't do. I'd God. really rather not ever talk about them. Uh, They're well, evil. The de- listen, I'm not a I'm not a religious man, and I have maybe the most messed up like religious views in my head of like what I think might be real and not. I, I know this. When I was a child, I learned that the devil was a snake. And that's all I need to know. That's all you need. That's to all I need to And I don't know. I can't tell you what I believe or what I don't believe. I know this. The devil was a snake. Yes, he was. Yes, and he I don't was. do snakes. And if you're a weird snake person, I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to hang out with you. Like, and if something terrible happened to you, I wouldn't be the person to do it because I'm too much of a pacifist for that. But damn, I'm not going to be upset about it. Now, you're right about that. Uh, the other sports news, like it, Novak Djokovic uh, wins Wimbledon for his 20th slam. Like, okay, says he uh, might not go uh, to the Olympics. I could believe that. 
He has it, but no, no, no. This dude has a chance to be one of the few people in the world to have a calendar Grand Slam plus gold. He's the best tennis player in the world, and it ain't close, by the way. And there aren't a lot of people to ever live that have done that, men or women. Yeah. And the fact that he's willing to throw that away, I think is kind of insane because I don't think he'll ever have that chance again. I don't know that in four years he'll still be this dominant. And you just can't ever chalk up to – of course, he still hasn't won the Grand Slam yet. But I I think that's crazy – I get him not liking what's happening in Japan and the restrictions and stuff. And and it's just not the same representing your country in this way and no fans. Like I understand being upset about this. If, if this was a friend of mine, if this was somebody that, that I had a relationship with, I'd tell him, man, you, you, you got to suck it up for two weeks because you have a chance to do something that puts you in a pantheon of history that nobody can take away. Yeah. Nobody. And I would encourage you go through two weeks of hell and do it because you're going to hate yourself. if think if you don't, yeah, if, if you, you if win you that grand slam and you know, you're confident that you could have won gold. There, there are very few people to ever take breath that have done that. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think you're probably right. I had not put that much thought into it, but that's, uh, uh that's know, I've, I've thought about it a lot because I do think he's the best. I don't think anybody's challenging him. I think he's no. got to show up and just have a really bad week for him to lose one of these things. He's that much better than all the rest of the men in the world. Yeah. No, I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, other news, uh, the Pirates select Louisville catcher Henry Davis with the first pick in uh, in the MLB draft. Uh, I was kind of surprised at that. No, 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 no. That, he, was, he was the best prospect by far. Okay. And now, then, uh, Jack, now Jack I say Leiter that by is... far, there were, I don't know, nine – uh, between him and then like three different uh, other position players, they were shortstop, I think, and outfielders, center fielders, um, were all no, nine. There were four or five guys that everybody said there's no difference in. But most people had him the number one kid overall. Okay. My Red Sox took a shortstop, by the way, and he, they, they kind of stood. I mean, this kid's supposed to be a beast, but damn, like this is, a, this is an organization that really needs – uh, pitching bad, and I thought I thought they would take. Well, I think they were all counting on Jack Leiter to yeah. be there from Vanderbilt, and he got taken second overall. Yeah, uh, the kid that uh, that your Red Sox took. Uh, let's see, Mayer, uh, left-handed Mayer. hitter. Um, so it apparently draws comparisons to Corey Seager. So, oh no, 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 he's no, he's a freak. I think there he was the other guy that people were considering being like him. Um, I think Sam Houston was in that conversation. There, there were there were three or four guys, and that everyone said there ain't a whole lot of difference between Henry and and these other guys, um, you know. But anyway, I I want it lighter, lighter. So I want it. I can't believe lighter got taken second overall. And I'm looking at the tracker now while we're doing this. Let me hit refresh just to make sure we're we're at pick ten through and John Rocker, uh, John Rocker. Uh, Kumar Rocker just got taken by the Mets. I thought Rocker would go before Lighter went. I, I thought I thought Rocker would for sure be top five. Well, no, I thought I can't believe the Red Sox didn't take him. I yep. thought he would go before Lighter. I mean, that's it's crazy, absolutely crazy. That's that's crazy. So anyway, yep, neither here nor there. Big big time stuff. Uh, you know, there's always a bunch of other news that we could get into, but our time has run short. So we're gonna go here. ahead and uh, and get out of here. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast. Of course, if you want to find our college football show, you can do so. Search out on YouTube. Just look for SBR Picks. It is right there. It'll pop up on the on the front screen. You can see it. Uh, you can also find it at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. And you can also find everything that you need to know about us at winningcureseverything.com. Everywhere you need to subscribe, everywhere you follow, all that good stuff, you know, hit us up on Twitter, all that fun stuff. If you want us to talk about something, you can do so on YouTube or just hitting us up on Twitter or emailing the show one way or the other. But you can find it all at winningcureseverything.com. Chris, anything else we need to hit? No, that's it, brother. Let's do it. Hopefully, all of you guys have a fantastic week, a fantastic Monday to start your week, all that good stuff. Take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.